Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi everyone, welcome back to Online Darts and here we are, we've got the Sportsman's Management Honcho, Mac Elkin. Mac, always a pleasure, it's been a while since we had you on so we thought We'd um, get you on to say how everything's been. First of all, I bet you're over the moon that we're back to some sort of normality and we're back to work at least. Yeah, it's been really tough, Phil, to be honest. Um, not just for me, but for the players and for everyone else, of course. Um, obviously, the darts, everyone's self-employed. So if they're not playing darts, the majority of the players haven't got another job. So they've got no income. Um, top players will have money saved, I presume. But then the lower players, that they were struggling. I know of a few people that were struggling. So it was really tough. So for the summer series to come, uh, and it was a success. It was brilliant. The way the PDC handled it all behind closed doors in a bubble. So many, I think there was 219 staff there, including players and a few managers. So the way it was all worked and handled was absolutely second to none. It was fantastic. It was brilliant. And then, of course, the match play straight after. Again, lucky for me, I had a good run. Um, but there were very expensive weeks. So I'm saying this, that it's great. For me as a manager and to have top players who've done well in both tournaments, it was fine. But again, for the, for the, the lesser players, shall I say, who didn't do so well, it, was, uh, it turned out to be a very expensive week for them. We'll come on to that in a minute, but just go back to lockdown. What was it like trying to keep your players motivated? It's probably the wrong word, but making sure they were all right mental health-wise, they were still doing everything they could in lockdown. As a manager, how was that? Well, for what I did, I had a lot of Zoom meetings with the players. We'd done a lot of FaceTime meetings. We had banter. I mean, you even set one up yourself with all the lads that we had a bit of banter. Um, the older boys... A lot of them have got families around them. Um, so that was okay. That was fine. 
they've got somebody with them that I, I spent a lot of time checking up on the younger lads, um, Owen Roloffs, Kevin Dutes, Dom Taylor, um, even Ted Evans to an extent. But I, I was just making sure the younger boys were, were okay, if you know what I mean, because yeah. it's tough for them. But luckily, uh, Kevin was in Sweden and it wasn't too bad. There was no lockdown in Sweden, so he was fine. Owen was still doing a little bit. There. It wasn't complete lockdown in Holland. So there was only young Dom, uh, Dom Taylor. And we got him a few games online and he was he was doing a bit of practice. He was enjoying himself. And of course, his, his lovely girlfriend, Meg, had a baby. So he, he was like, otherwise occupied as well. So that kept their, them busy and their minds occupied. But it, it, was, it, it was difficult, mate. It was difficult for me. And I'd say the first six to eight weeks, I struggled really bad. Uh, and then, I mean, I always go on about to my players about having a positive mental attitude, the PMA. And I, I, I drill it into them all the time. Think positive, think positive. And yeah, I was, I, I was sitting there and I was negative all the time. And the one day I just got up and I just, I just thought, practice what you preach, Mac. And, and I got through it. I got through it. I, I came out stronger and I feel better. Lost a tiny bit of weight, people tell me. I can't see it, but people tell me I did. I, I, I come out with a lot of aching pains, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I've been in the chair watching TV every day. But no, it, it was tough, mate. It was tough. What was it like when you got the emails to say, Darts is coming back? Was it, right, OK, all systems go then to get the players prepped and ready? Oh, mate, I'll tell you. So I didn't actually get the email straight away. I got a phone call off Matt Porter to tell me. And I was like a kid in a sweet shop let out for the first time. I was dancing around. I was, yes. And then I was straight on the phone to all the lads. Oh, this is confidential. You can't say nothing but. And then obviously they want to tell people and it's just like, oh, you're, oh. but no, it was fantastic, mate. It was brilliant. It was so good to actually get back just to see people be around the lads and, and, and make sure that it was okay. It was just good to see them. And, but oh, then I went through all the stress, didn't I, of that week? Obviously, with qualifications and everything. Yeah. What What was it like when you got to Milton Keynes as well? Because the first time for the summer series, it was the unknown, wasn't it? Because no one knew what it was going to be like. But listening to players, they actually think it was better than a normal pro tour, don't they? The way it was done. Do you know what, Phil? I, like, I mean, I like Milton Keynes anyway, because you've got the hotel, the venue, all in one. So it's perfect. But again, bigging up the PDC... They was absolutely spot on. Don't forget it was their first time. Yes, Matchroom had done the snooker the week before or a few weeks before, so they had a bit of experience. But it was, for the, for the darts lads, it was the very first time and it was really difficult, obviously, for people to know what was going to happen to, to do things. But everybody took, we had allocated time to turn up. Everybody turned up. Nobody was late. We took our tests straight to the room, put in isolation for... It turned out 27 hours. Um, but, but yeah, they, they were fantastic, the PDC. I, I, I know I keep bigging them up, but they really, really done themselves proud and done us proud as well. So all I can say is thank you to them. Moving forward, do you think these blocks of five they seem to be doing for Pro Tours is better than the weekends? 100%, mate. I love it. I love it. Uh, again, for myself, who's got a big stable, uh, we're going to Hill Design in September. It's absolutely mega money. It's really expensive. We've got, obviously, flights. I've got to get flights. I've got to get everybody there. 
but the hotels seem to put the prices up. So it's, it's I mean, it's just short of a thousand pound a man, a room. And uh, they're saying really don't let people share. And obviously our, our lads have their own rooms anyway. So I've got to book nine rooms. So you can imagine it's, yeah. it's a 10,000 weekend before I even earn a penny. Yeah, but do you think moving forward that these blocks of five are here to stay or five, six or whatever they decide to do next year when hopefully we're back to some sort of normal? Do you think this is here to stay, these blocks? I hope so, Phil, because I really like it. And I mean, if you're a professional dart player, it shouldn't be no problem. You know, like I say, some of the lower players, not lower players, but lesser ranked players have to have to work just to keep themselves um, in a lifestyle kind of thing. But I think it's a fantastic idea. And I can see more of these being in the week. And I can see a few more European tours added on next year as well. Yeah, It's going to be a really busy year for dart players, I think. Yeah, just, just listening to players, I think they all enjoyed it. And I get what you mean about the lesser players. But then, obviously, they've got a decision to make. Either they're a professional dart player or they're not, isn't it? It's as simple as that. Of in course, I agree. I, I agree with you. But... It's if you are if you're not in the position to pay for hotels and everything, you have to work to go to to, to play on the circuit. Because some players haven't got a sponsor, some players aren't that lucky, so some players have to self-subsidise themselves. So it is difficult for them, and I do feel for them. Don't get me wrong, I, I really do. But yeah, if you want to be a professional, then this is what you have to do. Obviously, if you make it, then it's all everything's brilliant. It's rosy. It's a great payday for the lads. Obviously, from a good summer series onto the match play, what was that semi final like? Knowing that two of yours in Dimitri and Glenn play each other, is that the manager's worst nightmare? Can we just go? Can we rewind and go to the quarter final? Do you mind start there? No, that's fine. Okay, so quarter final. Dimmy turns up against Aidy Lewis. I mean, I love Aidy Lewis. I think he's fantastic. And it was great to start to see him starting to play well again. Got a lot of time for Aidy. And um, I actually thought it was a 50-50 game, if I'm going to be honest. I thought Dimmy beat him at the Worlds. He can beat him again. I, I haven't seen Dimmy throw so well as he had done this tournament. So, Dimmy goes on, wins the game quite comfortably, as we've seen. So, all of a sudden, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, hang on a minute, if Glenn wins, I've got two in the semi-final, guaranteed one in the final, gets me a Grand Slam place. Oh, this is fantastic. So, all, I'm starting to feel the pressure now more than anyone. And then I think Glenn felt the pressure. And obviously, he was chasing Vincent all the way. And then, whether it was the, the little mishap with Kirk Bevins, whether that had anything to do, but I don't know, or whether... Vincent just like started to think about it when he got towards the winning line and Glenn starts doing what he always does, grits his teeth and starts coming back at you. We all know the doubles get smaller as you get closer to the winning line. Um, but I, I, I walked out the venue. I, I mean, I was the only person in the room. There's the two players on the thing. There's a sky, few sky lads around. And then there's a curtain and I'm in the practice room and I'm the only person. I'm one security guy. And... Uh, I'm sitting there and I couldn't watch. I was a bag of nerves. Honestly, I walked out. I went up to my bedroom, which was only up the stairs, four doors down to the venue. So literally one minute. I had to walk through the press office, which is, if you win, it's fantastic. But if you lose, it's like the walk of shame because everyone just looks and puts the lid down. As you know, because you were sitting there. Oh, anyway, 
I, I walked past you. I went, I went up to my room. And honestly, mate, I could not watch the game. I sat there. And there's a guy called Mark Daniels. And he was texting me, going, oh, this is brilliant. Glenn's going to win. I'm like, what's the score? He's going, what do you mean? What's the score? You're there. I said, no, I'm not. I'm in my bedroom. Tell me the score. Glenn's coming back. I'm like, oh, I don't want to know he's coming back. I want to know he's winning. Anyway, long story short, he was texting me leg by leg, building me up and everything. And I'm, I'm going, just bring him home, Mark. Bring him home. I, I, honestly, I was like a kid. That winning double went in. All the relief come off me. I ran back. Well, I didn't run back down. I went back downstairs, straight back into the press office, waiting for Glenn to come up. And people's going, oh, how did you feel? I'm like, oh, and I'm like, semi-final, two players. I just want to light a cigar up, put my feet up and enjoy it. Mate, I couldn't be so wrong. Could not be so wrong. So the semi-final, obviously I'm sitting there, they go up, I'm thinking, great. And then the game started and like it was it was two and throw, two and throw. Dimmy's in front, then Glenn comes back, then Glenn's in front, then Dimmy comes back, Glenn misses match starts. And then that winning dart hits the double and I'm I'm standing there and then I have to watch Glenn walk. Honestly, it was the worst feeling I've had in darts for well, it was the worst feeling I've had in darts. I just didn't know what to do. I I, I just looked, I just went to give him a hug, he walked straight past me. I felt guilty because Dimitri had won. I felt terrible for Glenn. It was the worst feeling I've ever had, honestly. And uh, I mean, Glenn's brilliant. Don't get me wrong. Glenn is fantastic. He just got his bag, threw his darts in his bag, straight out the room. Whether he'd done that for my sake or whether he'd done that because he was angry, I don't know. But it gave me time then to, to, be, to be happy for Dimmy without rubbing it in Glenn's face, if you know what I mean. So... I was happy for Dimmy to come off. He was all buzzing. And then Dimmy, Dimmy come up. He, he's like, yes, yes, we've done it, boss. We've done it, boss. And then he goes, how's Glenn? Is he okay? Let's check on Glenn. He's just won a semi-final to get into his first match play final. And he wants to check on Glenn. And I've said, oh, don't worry, Glenn's fine. I've said, I spoke to Glenn. I, I hadn't, obviously. So anyway, Dimmy goes up to do press. I start messaging Glenn. As I always do, I'll give the lads 15, 20 minutes anyway. And I just said, are you okay, mate? And he said, no, absolutely devastated, gutty, gutted, but proud of Dimmy. Brought a tear to me, because that's the kind of person he is. And unbeknown to me, at the same time, he texted me and says, Dimmy, I'm so proud of what you've achieved. And, and that went a long way as well. And it just shows, again, like I keep saying, it's the kind of man Glenn is. He's fantastic. He wants to win for himself. He's there for himself, don't get me wrong. But he's a gentleman as well. And, and people don't really see these kind of things. But yeah, so the semi-final was horrible, mate. I, I didn't enjoy it. I, it started off, I was great. I thought everything was rosy, but I was so wrong. Final, obviously, easier for you to relax because you've only got one in there. And in fairness, Dimmy bossed the game. Did, did Dimmy boss the game? And when did you relax and start knowing it was over because when you're that far in front in finals, especially big finals, comebacks don't normally happen, do they? Do you know, I'm, I am a pessimist. My glass is always half empty, never half full. So I sat there, I sat there again. There's only me and Andy Slinger, the security guy sitting in the venue. Um, you, you got the uh, tournament director and the, um, 
and, and Dean Williams sitting around the corner. And I'm, I'm watching it on the TV. We've managed to turn the TV up a little bit. Chris Knight came and sat with us as well, actually. There's just nothing to do. So we sit here watching the final. Again, nip and tuck, nip and, nip and tuck. And I think 8-7, I, I went outside. I was, the sweat was pouring off me. I was feeling the pressure. I went outside to get a bit of fresh air. And as I've come back in, Gabby was just walking out and he had the look on his face and he, he looked fuming. And obviously, we can't make eye contact. We're not allowed to. We can't do anything. So I just walked past. And I just thought, this is where Gabby clicks in now. Because when you see Gabby like that, Gabby is a different player. He's a different animal. And, and it seems to, to me that Gabby has to get mad to play his best darts. But this time, it was because his darts wasn't going right and they were slipping and he wasn't feeling right. And, yeah, well, as, as we've all seen, he swapped his darts after the first session. And uh, But, but Dimmy, listen, take nothing away from Dimmy. Dimmy was absolutely exceptional. It doesn't matter who played up there. He was just short of 100 average, Dimmy, over 28 legs of darts. And, and he was... He was brilliant. His doubles were going. He looked confident, and he couldn't miss the bullseye. And Gary must have, it must be demoralising to stand behind when you're sitting on 52, and he's I think it was 52, and he takes out a 170, and then he takes out a 124, followed by a 132, all on the bullseye. And it must be demoralising just standing behind him, thinking, "What have I got to do? What have I got to do?" But look. End of the day, Dimmy was brilliant. Like I say, he, I can't take nothing away from him. I was so proud of that lad. He actually became a man. And, and seven years to the day, seven years to the day, I signed him. I went and watched him in Blackpool win the, um, the World Teenage Youth Masters. And it was just, oh, sorry, the British Teenage Youth Masters. And that day left an impression on me seven years ago. And he, he was just the politest, nicest kid I've ever met. He dropped one leg and he did never look like losing all the way through. And seven years on to the day, the same kid, the same polite kid come off and he just looked exactly the same as he did in that British Teenage Masters. It was a different Dimitri. And if he can keep that going, the consistency, which is going to be difficult because He's got a target on his back now. He's, he's not just Dimitri or dancing Dimitri. He's the world match play champion. So it's going to be difficult for him. People are going to expect now. And that's where the pressure kicks in, the expectation. And now if Dimmy goes out first round, first round, first round, next three tournaments, he's going to get all the slander and it's a fluke and he didn't deserve it. And it's because there was no crowd, blah, blah, blah. And he's got to, he's got to learn to live with that. He's 26 years old. He's got a huge career in front of him. For me, my, listen, Michael Van Gerwen is, for the PDC, he's brilliant. For, for, what I'm, for, for us, as, as employees of the PDC, as an ambassador, Michael Van Gerwen is top class, top class. But you know what? After Dimmy won that trophy on Sunday, he spoke brilliant. He speaks fluent in four different languages. He knows two other languages, not so fluent. So, Dimmy, again, for me, is a perfect ambassador for the PDC. So, if Dimitri gets the consistency, consistency and starts winning a few more titles, I mean, come on, he's just won the second biggest title in the world. So, if he wins a few more, picks up a few, I'm sure the PDC will absolutely idolise him and love him. 
Well, because as a front as a front man, he speaks so well. Well, a couple of things off of that. We'll come on to the other bit in a minute. But now he's won that. The Premier League beckons. Now I can say that. The stats are in his favour. There's only one ever PDC major winner that hasn't been picked for the Premier League. So, is he ready for the Premier League is my question. Do you know what? There, there was talk about him going to the Premier League a few years ago. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, yeah. Close, he got, yeah. And I, I actually said, he's not ready. He's not ready. And I think it will ruin him. Now... A few years on, he's a two-time World Youth Champion and he's also the World Match Play Champion. It's not bad. For seven years in the game, he's won two World Youth titles and a major title in seven years in the game in the PDC. He's, he's kept his tour card. Well, he didn't get a tour card the first year, so six years in the game. Um, I think he's ready. I think he'll do damage. When he played Premier League as a... Um, one of the contenders, he played James Wade in Rotterdam. Yeah. He went 6-4 up. James came back, but he came away with a draw. He played absolutely brilliant. Not phased or nothing. And we know Dimitri loves the crowd. We know D Dimitri loves all the fanfare that comes with playing on stage. The PDC suit will suit Dimitri down to the ground. And I think now he's ready. I really do. How did those three months at Peter Wright's house change Dimitri as a player? Do you, do you know, we, we, we've, we've spoken about this. First of all, Peter and Joe, absolutely brilliant people. There was messaging him all the way through. I, I can't say a bad word about him, and they've looked after him. And while he was there, there was FaceTiming me, there was messaging me, we was having banter. They helped me a lot as well, as well as Dimitri. I think what he did with Dimitri, not so much practising, because obviously Peter was working around the house. Joe had an operation, she wasn't very well. So Dimitri just done his own thing and practiced on his own and and everything. But Peter sat and spoke to Dimitri and and said, "Look, look at this, Dimitri. What do you think of my house, Dimitri?" Dimitri's like, "Ah, oh, it's like a palace." And Pete said, "Well, this is what I got from playing darts. This is what you can get if you do it properly." And I think it changed Dimitri's mindset. So it's not about practicing with Peter Wright. It's about what Peter Wright said, just just words. And Peter, being Peter, don't get me wrong. Peter's done this to my players. He speaks to my players. Ever since I've known him, he's sat and he's gave advice. And my players have gone up and played him the next day and, and sometimes beat him. But he's gave advice to my players. He, he's, people don't know what Peter is actually like behind the scenes. We, we know he's a nice guy. We see this bravado when he goes on stage dancing and everything. But he's got time for everybody and he loves helping people out. He's just, and, and, and now he's world champion again. Uh, Another person that's brilliant. I feel sorry for him because the same as Wayne, Wayne Warren in the BDO, as world champions, they've, I feel like they've, they've lost it because of the lockdown. And do you know that, that everything that comes with being a world champion has been taken, not, not everything, but a lot of it's been taken away from both these, from the BDO and the, the PDC. And I do feel sorry for them. But, do you know, Peter can win it again. We know that. Peter can win anything if he puts his mind to it. Um, Wayne, I do feel sorry for Wayne. Again, Wayne's got the game, but hasn't got the time on his side. So, and that's not being disrespectful to Wayne because uh, he's a lovely bloke and he probably could play another ten years if he wanted to. But uh, hopefully, next year 
if there's a BDO World Championship, I want Jim Williams to win it, of course. I'll always be rude because he's one yeah. of our boys. Um, but yeah, so going on, Peter has just spoke to Dimitri and basically just said the right words to him and changed his mindset. And I think we actually seen a little bit of Dimitri playing the home tour and uh, his, his scoring was phenomenal. He's just, his doubles were letting him down. And I remember him playing Rob Cross. He lost 5-4. He went with throw. But on Rob's, th Rob, the five legs he lost on Rob's throw, he had a minimum three darts at a double in each leg and, and missed. On his own throw, he was spot on. Obviously, as well, this opens up a lot of doors for Demetri as well because he's in every TV event. And everyone's always said he's best when he's on the TV. He just needs to get to him. Now he's there. Does the top 10 beckon? I'd like to think so, Phil. I'd like to think the top eight beckons, but like I said, it's all down to consistency. It's up to Dimitri. I mean, is there an easy draw? I was going to say he's, he's the seed now. He doesn't have to play another seed first round, but is there an easy draw? I know the, 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 the World Grand Prix, it's a top eight, isn't it? The, the, the Grand Prix is a leveller because it's obviously double in as as, as well. Mm. Um, but the others, until you, you know who's qualified, you can't say whether there, there's an easy or an easier draw. They're obviously all top players, but if you're asked, would you rather play him or him? If if every, any professionals turn the truth, they'd say him. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah of course. Of course it does. You know, and... and the thing is, being 11th in the world, it's it's a great, it's it's great because you miss the top three. Nobody really wants to be 16, 15, 14 at the moment, taking nothing away from any other player. Again, but like you talk about the the players on fire at the moment was Gezi Price, Michael Van Gerwen, and Peter Wright. They were the players everybody wanted to avoid, and it, it just didn't happen in the match play for. I mean, Gezi and Michael probably played the worst two games I've seen him play. And obviously, Peter told everybody that he had Glenn in his pocket. And <laughs> he obviously let him out for that game because Glenn beats him. I'm going to ask you about Glenn because it's something that I've noticed. Is he better when he's the underdog, when he plays your Michael Van Gerwens and your Peter Wrights? Um, difficult question because I spoke about this. I think. Uh, how can I put it without being disrespectful? If he plays a stronger player, I think he's he's, he's more focused. I think if he yeah, probably as as the under maybe not the underdog but a stronger player. But it, it uh, how can I put it? Let, let's use I tell you what, let, let's use Fallon. Let's use Fallon. So he gets Fallon in the Premier League. We all know Fallon beat Mensal, and at the time Mensal was world number eleven. She also beat Ted Evans. But Mentor was world number 11. She had no chance against Mentor, but she beat him. She was brilliant. So, Premier League comes out and all these contenders are down and he gets Fallon in Nottingham. And, of course, you look at it and, again, not being disrespectful to Fallon, but you think, I've missed Chris Doby. I've, I've missed John Henderson in Aberdeen. You know, I've, I've missed Luke Humphrey. All these players. And, and you go, I'll take that. I'm happy with that. So he goes up on stage, whether he thinks, whether he thinks he's got an easy, easier game because it's Fallon. And then what happens? 
He's six four down. He's absolutely in bits, and he, he scrapes a draw. Fallon didn't play brilliant. I think she ended up with an 88-90 average. But she didn't play brilliant. But no. she had the right shots at the right time. And Sorry, go on. Yeah, I, so I, don't, I don't know what the averages were off the top of my head about looking because Nottingham seems a long time ago now. It does, it does. But like I say, so I just think, again, I, I think it's mindset. That's all. But Glenn would never disrespect another player by saying oh it's easy he wouldn't no, no, do that I, I, no, and, I, and I don't mean that but you know what I mean but subconsciously sometimes I think he's better when he plays Michael, Peter and Gezi yeah, yeah I think you're probably right I think you're probably right whilst we're talking about Glenn very topical as we've spoken about it on the live lounge as well the World Series picks as a manager were you slightly surprised not to see Glenn's name as an invite like the rest of the dying world? To be honest, I was I, I, surprised is not the word. I was disappointed. I, I looked at some of the invites and I know how they, they work it and it's people who was invited and everything and I get that. But then I look at like the, the invitations they gave out and Glenn wasn't on there. He's top of the Premier League. He's, he's got to four major semi-finals. He's, he's gone up, I mean, he's missed half of this year and he's like 14th in the world. No, sorry, 12th in, Jimmy's 11th, Glenn's 12th in the world, isn't he? Yes. So, 12th in the world, everything, and he didn't get an invite and I was, I was not going to lie, I was, I was disappointed, I was gutted. When I got the phone call to tell me he was in and uh, they, they said like, Dimitri, James, Kyle, and I'm, I'm standing there, I'm, I'm waiting. And he said, so they've got to make their way to Salzburg. And I'm like, what about Glenn? And he went, unfortunately, Glenn's got to qualify. And it was like, without, going, without being too dramatic, it was like a ton of bricks falling on me because it, it was just really disappointing. And I, I've got to be honest, I didn't phone Glenn and tell him. I didn't say, you're not in it. I just said, the World Series qualifiers are on this day and on this day. And then, the PDC released it a couple of hours later and he's seen it and he messaged me and he, he was a little bit upset. Got it, is the word. Is he going to qualify? Of course. Of course he will, yeah. Because I know some players have already said they're not and last yeah. year people ducked out of the World Series qualifiers as well. That's why I've asked that. No, Glenn will go. He's not a prima donna. He'll play everything. He'll go for every qualifier. He wants to be in every tournament whether. It's an exhibition, whether it's a, a ranking tournament. I think that's the other thing as well, that he's missed out on the Grand Prix. And he probably saw the match play as his best chance. You know, it opened after the Peter Wright, it opened up with Darrell going out and then Vincent playing. Then, obviously, Aidy going out with Dimmy. And he, he just thought that was probably his best chance. But you've got to beat what's in front of you. It doesn't matter who it is. And unfortunately, he felt... Yours and if it, if it, I think he had four or five darts at a double to win against Dimitri or going front and he missed and, and he'd come back to hit him. Whilst we're not on the World Series, I know it worked obviously in your favour because Kyle got an invite in. But were you surprised they still have four picks to the Oceanic region as invites, so to speak, when we know there hasn't been a World Series? So wouldn't it made more sense to maybe only give two Oceanics? And I can't believe, like, Ratajski's not in there, being a World Series and the year he's had and things like that. I just think 
they, for me personally, they've overmilked the Oceanic region on the invites. Yeah, I agree. There's some players that should be in there, definitely. Like as you've, we've just mentioned two straight away, obviously. Um, with Glenn and then with Christoph. They're two players that we need to see on stage all the time. Christoph's just getting stronger and stronger. But, do you know, I know the PDC, they've picked the World Series um, way before lockdown. They sent the invitations out. And when they send an invitation out, they also send an invitation to the uh, World Series finals as well. Yeah. So, maybe they'd, uh, they'd already done that and they had no choice. I don't know. Whilst we're on the World Series, you know what's coming next. Disappointed that James wasn't seeded because to the naked eye, it looks like they've gone with the world's top seven and then gone and we'll put Gary in. From the naked eye, from most darts fans, from listening to social media, that's what it looks like. Were you slightly disappointed? Um, I've got to be careful how I say this. But I asked the question, I said, how come the top seven's in? And then eight and nine were switched over. And I was given the answer because James wasn't in any World Series, wasn't invited to any World Series, so he couldn't be a seed. And I just accepted the answer. I thought, fair enough, can't argue, I'm not going to argue. You've invited him. Um, so because he wasn't invited to any World Series, any at all, it could not be a seed. It had to be an invite. Right, okay. That's all I can say on it. I won't, I won't push you too far because I know that you don't want to get in trouble, but there's a few bits I'd probably go a bit deeper than that, but I won't put you in that position because it's not fair. Right, Mac, absolute pleasure talking to you. As always, we've covered lots, and like we say, darts is coming back. The Euro Tour is coming back. We've got events penciled in again the Autumn Series, lots to look forward to as players, media and fans. Brilliant, Phil, yeah. And uh, finally, just before we go, I'd just like to wish everybody good health and to say stay safe. Hopefully there's no second wave. Hopefully we'll get through this again. Um, everyone's been brilliant. Support for the players and the darts has been brilliant. The PDC have been brilliant. And, and people like yourself who have been doing online darts, Ben Hunter have been doing it. I've been working a lot with Ben during lockdown. Fantastic. I know you've been working with Modus. Um, so the work everyone's doing to keep things going is fantastic. But I just want to say thank you to everyone for that. Pleasure as always, Mac. Thanks very much, mate. Cheers, mate. Thank you, Phil. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.